Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Yourself this summer to the great Australian brand. Australian made sunscreen to protect those that love their tennis at sunblessunscreens.com.au and GLG Green Life Group, your open space specialists at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis. Wonderful to be back uh, for 2021. Uh, Brett Phillips in the chair. Absolutely my pleasure to once again host the first serve for another year, the only dedicated weekly live tennis program on Australian commercial radio. We're based out of our Melbourne SEN studios where I'm sitting. We're also live into Adelaide. How good did your memorial drive uh, look last uh, Friday night with the heavy hitters of tennis uh, in town? And for the first time, we are live into Sydney tonight on 11.70am. A big warm welcome to you who love your tennis and also love your sport up there in the Harbour City. Now, here's the deal. There'd be plenty of you that consume lots of tennis podcasts out there, and there are plenty of good ones. But here you can interact. We are more than happy to take your calls uh, every week. one 736 736 wherever you are, right across the country, wherever you are, right across the world. What's on your mind in tennis from the elite to the grassroots? It's your platform. You call us, you'll get on. Right throughout the year. We're going to be here all the way through to November. Do note, though, for the next two weeks of the Australian Open, it'll be a special time of 6pm Mondays. And this Sunday, the 7th of February, from 6pm Eastern, a special two-hour edition as we preview this year's Australian Open. So uh, during this year's AO, we're also going to have live ball-by-ball commentary every night. So we want you involved live. But if you do miss us live, you can check in at thefirstserve.com.au. You can listen back to shows that you miss, plenty of written content, follow us on socials, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll continue our additional podcasts right throughout the year as well, and there's more to come on that. To kick us off for 2021, we have some great prizes to give away to our best callers. one 736 736 for you to get involved. There's only one place for you to go tennis shopping. That's Tennis Direct. It's Australia's favourite online tennis store. They're back on board with us. Fast delivery, great prices, free delivery on orders over 150 bucks. Just go and visit their website, tennisdirect.com.au right now, and you will get a 10% discount store-wide. Just use that promo code, FIRSTSERVE10. Now, they're giving away, in conjunction with Yonex, three prize packs to the value of over $500. So there's the V-Core 2021 100 Tennis Racket, Cap, socks, tub of super grab over grips. We also have, thanks to Sun Bless Sunscreens, it's great to have Mike and the team on board. We caught up at Kuyong last week, a beautiful lunch out there in the balcony. That is one of the great sites. Uh, their first serve tennis sunscreen to give away, designed specifically for tennis. So you can order yours at sunblessunscreens.com.au. Use the discount code SEN. Giveaways galore. We'll look after you. Thanks to Australia's Hype sneaker label, Athletican, that's available exclusively online at A-T-H-L-E-T-I-K-A-N.com. Use the promo code FIRSTSERVE15 
at 15% off. How about that? Your choice of a pair of sneakers to the value of $129. So all these prizes we're giving away right throughout February. So get involved with us, one 736 736 and be in the running for some outstanding prizes. Now, the first serve will continue to be for all stakeholders. Once again, we have a whole year to pull apart the game at home, abroad, at grassroots level to the top of the tree. Give praise where it's due, call it as it is when we have to, to get transparency, which is so important to so many of you out there listening in that grassroots pathway space. Now, this host right here hasn't forgotten where the conversation went last year and the large amount of correspondence sent to me about your strong feelings towards the direction of the game in this country being taken by Tennis Australia. I've been reading some pretty strong opinions out of the US as well under the banner player development sucking up millions with a line, do you know how many grassroots tennis programs, facilities and professionals could have benefited from $100 million? Now, when the timing is right, post-Australian Open, we'll tackle it again. Light and shade is how this show will be. We'll talk the positives and we'll talk the game up when it deserves it. And we'll be your voice to question and probe as well. We're a talkback station after all. And that's what we want. one 736 736 Wherever you are, tell someone who doesn't know and they've got anything they want to talk about in the world of tennis. This is the platform on this radio station every week. Jackson Burley Heads, what a beautiful place. I'll tell you what, when the tennis is all done... I might just get up to Burley Heads for a bit of R&R. Jack, uh, welcome to the show. Hi, Brett. Um, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks for having me, mate. Great to have you on board, uh, Jack. Uh, Give us something to start the year. I mean, the tennis is underway. There are that many matches going on. You need about 96 screens to watch them all at the moment. But how good is it to have some tennis? Yeah, it's great, great. Um, I was just thinking uh, after watching at Melbourne Park the past couple days, the Aussies have started off pretty well. I was just wondering and thinking, like, do they, is there a sense that they have an upper hand um, not having to quarantine? Is there a feeling amongst that at Melbourne Park? Because I'm sure that you're there. Is that the feeling or are players not really too stressed about it? Look, I think at the end of the day, the cream rises to the top, doesn't it? And Ash Barty is going to be a special guest uh, coming up in the next 10 minutes or so to kick off our first show for 2021. I did pose that question about the players who have been in the hard lockdown in particular and whether it massively is going to affect them for a Grand Slam. So I'll hear from Ash a little bit later on. Look, the Aussies certainly have an opportunity and courtesy of being a Grand Slam nation, the benefit they get is getting into these tournaments when their ranking uh, doesn't correspond with them getting into tournaments uh, that are of of the prestige of the 250s and the 500s. They get the wild cards as well. So they've got to start to take advantage of, of these opportunities. You know, when Alexander Vukic wins today, he's a good player. I've seen this young guy on various streams on the Challenger Tour right throughout last year. Chris O'Connell, we know he's got so much talent. He wins today. Max Purcell, I think he can go to the next level. And he's got Nathan Healy by his side, who I'm a huge rep for as a coach. A guy called Lee Too, Jack, today. Now, there's some talk for a guy that has no ranking who played juniors, who sort of gave it away, went and coached in Adelaide, set up his own business. We had him on the radio on SCN about six weeks ago. And he's won all these UTR matches. He goes down today, 6-4-7-6. Pretty credible performance against Pedro Souza of Portugal, I think ranked just outside the top 100. So he's uh, got a bit of talent as well. And they've got to take their opportunity. So hopefully we might see a few results a bit unexpected from the Aussies. Probably my only other thing is Bernie pulling out again. Are we... 
is there a, just a feeling? Do we think that Bernie's done? You know, I saw that you guys had an article up later last year. Is Bernie done? Is it the same old Bernie? You know, we thought we might have had a change with him going over there and qualifying and that, but once again, he's he's pulled out. I'm just I'm just really confused at what Bernie's angles at, yeah. if you know what I mean, Brett. Well, we're only we're only uh, sort of you know seven minutes into show one out of uh, going to be a long year, and I tell you what. I'm going to make this promise. I'm going to limit uh, the talk on uh, Bernie Tomic until he um, you know, does something that's probably worth talking about, Jack. Uh, there's plenty of him on social media. There's plenty of uh, uh, his girlfriend as well. And, you know, good luck to him. I, look, he's a huge talent, but unfortunately it's all going to be pear-shaped. And I don't know whether he can really uh, recover. So expect uh, a little bit more of the roller coaster action with Bernard Tomic, I reckon. Hey, Jack, thanks for kicking us off. And what a beautiful part of the world up there at Burley Heads. Keep on listening right throughout the year and don't be a stranger. Thanks, Brad. Jack, uh, kicking us off. one three hundred seven three six seven three six from Zach on the text. It would be good uh, if some of the Aussies step up this year. Hopefully Dasher gets back into the top 50. I was just saying to Sam before we launched into our show, I watched that full match with Serena Williams today, and I was actually looking forward to it. Dasher was great yesterday. She won two and love and looked really, really good. She needed to get her wheels back. Bad feet issues for a couple of years. She's a great competitor, but she needs to be able to move. And today I just didn't think she, uh, didn't think she took her chances against Serena. You've got to get her moving, Serena. Williams. It's pretty simple. When you're playing someone at 39, even with the resume of Serena Williams, get them into uncomfortable areas. And I know Serena still has that presence. Maybe players now are less intimidated than what they used to be. I'm convinced of that. But I didn't think Dasha maybe took her chances uh, today. Look, certainly she can get in a hurry. And courtesy of playing at least one round of the, the Australian Open next week, her ranking will you know, get back up pretty quickly towards that sort of 150-200 mark. It was as high as 20 in the world. I don't know if she can get back there, uh, to be totally uh, frank with you, but the women's game just keeps evolving and she's got to uh, evolve with it. I wrote down five names. I wrote down the names Ash Barty. I mean, so much intrigue. We'll talk to Ash shortly. So much intrigue as to where she sits after a year out, considering the calibre of players in the top ten. I wrote down the name Yannick Sinner. This young Italian, I think, is really special. He's bound for the top five. I wrote down the name Arena Sabalenka who has had a great few months. She's inside the top 10. She's a powerful hitter. I think she's slowly getting it, that she's also got to add a little plan B, a little bit of variety, a little bit of deft touch at times, not just all brute power. But to me, she's got the twinkle in the eye of someone that at some stage could win a Grand Slam. I wrote down the name Lee Too, as I mentioned, went down 6-4-7-6 uh, today. That would be a great story if he got into the first round of the Australian Open. He wouldn't be getting just a handout. I mean... He would have earned his spot, $100,000, for them to him to go and launch his tennis career again. I wrote down the name Serena Williams. She beats Dasha today, and I absolutely am convinced still that it's well beyond Serena Williams to win a 24th major. It would be a Herculean effort at 39 years of age. Now, not only uh, action going on at uh, Melbourne Park the next uh, three weeks, but also out at uh, Hume Tennis and Community Centre, and uh, Dylan Alcott has uh, more on that. Hey, everyone. It is Dylan Alcott here, Australian wheelchair tennis player, and I am currently at the Hume Tennis and Community Centre. Some of the best wheelchair tennis players are here all this week from Wednesday to Saturday. Matches start at 9am. Finals day is Saturday. Matches will be starting at 2pm. It's every single wheelchair player that's playing in the Australian Open. Men's, women's, quads. Come down and check it out, and I'll see you soon. Good on you, Dylan. Thank you. Hume Tennis and Community Centre. It's one of Australia's premier tournament and training venues. In fact, a, a big uh, sort of 
overlap of the players who didn't have any training courts at Melbourne Park have been out of Hume this week, just 15 minutes from Melbourne Airport. They've got 16 ITF-sized courts and accommodation available. It's a mini Melbourne Park. It's a great setup, ideal for the travelling coaching groups and families. So log on to their website, humetennis.com.au, wherever you're listening around Australia. It's the place to go if you're coming to Melbourne to bring a big group. Uh, there's accommodation, as I mentioned, very close to Hume Tennis, and uh, check it out, humetennis.com.au. We'll squeeze in a break. Ash Barty, not too far away. Robbie Koenig, uh, in my view, uh, the best tennis commentator uh, going around. He's in Melbourne. He's quarantined. Just loosening up the larynx. He is uh, ready to go for a huge uh, two weeks, and uh, happy to take your calls right throughout the hour, one 736 736 First serve tennis sunscreen. A quality Australian-made sunscreen to protect those that love their tennis at sunblessunscreens.com.au and GLG Greenlife Group, your open space specialists, providing landscape, horticultural and environmental services throughout Australia at glgcorp.com. The First Serve, your home of tennis. Welcome back to The First Serve. Uh, Brett Phillips with you. We're back on a Monday night right around Australia. Great to be right across the SEN uh, network, on the app, uh, online, wherever you might be. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You can give us a call. Great prizes we're giving away right throughout February. We've got the Sunbless Sunscreen. We've got the Yonex uh, prize packs. Of course, the value of $500. Got the ma- magnificent Athletican uh, sneakers that we're giving away to the value of $130 as well. You call us, you're in contention, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Just off the text, uh, Brett, Sean here, Ash Barty losing to Simona Halep in Adelaide. Do you think she has what it takes this year to take it all the way to the top at the Australian Open uh, coming up? Well, we're about to play my chat with Ash Barty in just a moment. I caught up with Ash uh, last night in what is a busy uh, period for her. Look, certainly she's capable. There's no doubt about that. Just hasn't played a lot of tennis in the last uh, 12 months. And as she mentioned, after playing in Adelaide on Friday night, just working on a little bit of the execution. So her game stacks up, no doubt about that. She does look in pretty good nick, and she's done a strong training base up there in uh, Brisbane with Craig Tizer, a solid block down here in Melbourne. But uh, I don't think right now we have any great expectation, and we shouldn't put any expectation. Yes, she is the world number one, but women's tennis is just so tight. I think it's been proven when she won the French Open, that she hasn't gone on to necessarily dominate, but she's her consistency is still a, a huge feature which separates her and uh, so many other players. Uh, John is uh, out on the road. John, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, mate. How are you? Very good, thanks. Listen, I, I, I've got to admit I was very impressed when you picked all those names. And one name that I was really, really impressed with because I've been following... Uh, uh, this guy, for being Italian, obviously, I've, I've been following this guy for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, the way that he was plucked out of... He comes from a from near the Austrian border, on the yeah. Italian side of a, a place called Candido, San Candido. Yeah. And uh, he was a skier up until about 15 years of age. Yep. And uh, they plucked him and he went to Riccardo Piatti's uh, training at the Tennis Academy. And... Uh, with him, it's a very, very unusual story because he didn't play any junior tournaments. Mm. He All he did was train and he went straight to challenges. Yep. Um, and, you know, I watched him win his first ATP tournament just earlier in the year. And I couldn't agree with you more about the potential of this kid. He, and, and you know, I, I think... The one thing that sets him apart from most Italians, he hasn't got any emotion, really. He's just very... 
which is very strange for uh, but he is a northern Italian, so I guess but if you if you compare him to uh oh, I'll put it this way <laughs> if he was if you could give his attitude to Fabio Fognini, oh, yes, well said. I think mate, I'll tell you now he oh. would win he would win a grand slam, you well know said, because John. well it, said he's just i mean not many people yeah. know Fabio Fognini has got the best record against Rafa Nadal on clay. I know. You know, I mean, he, oh. mate, he beat him. Yeah, he did. He beat him. He beat him in um, uh, Monaco. Yep. Uh, and I mean, job. I don't. Think, all right. So there Good you go. Man. Let's let's hope he does well, mate. No, okay. Beautifully said. No, beautifully said. I'm a huge fan of Yannick Sinner. He's still growing into his body, but he's with Ricardo Piatti, who is one of the finest coaches. He's coached some of the best names in the game, and he makes every player better. Ricardo Piatti, which is a sign of a good coach. Uh, I love the passion for Yannick Sinner. He is going places. Damien's head on the road. Damien, great to have you on the first serve. G'day, BP. Loving your work. You're doing a great job. Thank you. What do you got for us? I um, wanted to talk to you. Um, my New Year's resolution is starting to watch a lot more tennis. Um, I haven't didn't watch too much last year, but I'm going to sit down closely and watch the Australian Open. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I was thinking a couple of months ago it wasn't going to go ahead with COVID, but it's just going to be great to have an Australian Open, um, 30,000 fans. It's going to be great, isn't it, Brett? We need a crowd roar, don't we? We need a spirit lifter. We need, uh, you know, 10,000 on their feet. Who are you looking forward to most? Well, I mean, I love a smoky, don't I? I always love uh, the underdog in sport. It's, uh, it's, it's hard to sort of mount the case for the underdog in men's tennis because the top is so good. It, it's a brick wall there at the moment. So Nadal and, and Djokovic. I mean, Nadal still has to try and get over Djokovic. He's got the wood on him on hard courts. He's an eight-time winner. He owns Melbourne Park. He's the king. So Rafa, who makes everyone look silly on clay, looks silly in a final against Djokovic. He was dismantled two years ago in the most one-sided affair between those two, and they've nearly had, what, 60 head-to-heads across the year. So Rafa does look in good nick, though, I've got to say. So he's got to find a way to get past Djokovic. And team's the other one. He's a legitimate number three now, Dominic team. So if he didn't play Djokovic last year, he probably wins... Uh, the Australian Open. Um, I'm looking forward to just seeing someone come out of the blue. There will be someone. We'll do that on our preview show on Sunday night. We've got a couple of hours to really pull apart the Australian Open, so tune in from 6 o'clock on Sunday night. Good on you, Damien. Uh, thank you for your call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Do all your shopping at tennisdirect.com.au. Use that promo code, first serve 10 they will look after you. They've got everything. It's time for our weekly feature chat. Thanks to the KDV Tennis Academy. They're on board opposite Metricon Stadium there on the Gold Coast. Live, train and study on the Gold Coast. Got accommodation on site. Enrolment's now open at kdvsport.com. On our first show back, we welcome in and we welcome back to tennis our world number one Ash Barty, who I caught up with last night after her first round doubles win at the leading Yarra Valley Classic to next week's Australian Open. Certainly nice to, to get out there and compete again, but thank you so much for, for having me on. It's, it's certainly nice to have the, the Aussie summer back up and running. It is. Uh, you played out in beautiful sunshine uh, today, a beautiful night in Adelaide on Friday. Just the feel of the tennis court underneath your feet again. Ash, I mean, you've been training, obviously, a lot through a, a really difficult 12 months, but just that uh, that feeling of competing again. Just take us inside that. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a different feeling. More more so the preparation right before you go on court is, is what's different. Um, once you get out there, it, it kind of becomes as automatic as, as you'd hoped, uh, and you do all the work to, to try and ensure that, that it is automatic. But, um, I mean, the thrill of the fight and kind of getting sorted 
and getting yourself prepared before you walk on the court is, is what I've missed the most and, and a part of the, the sport that I love as well. I mean, not playing most of 2020, the vast majority. I mean, how did you stay motivated, Ash, to train with you know, nothing to look forward to throughout last year? Yeah, it was, it was a challenging time for everyone. I think um, all, all athletes and, and all people around the world had, had different challenges with motivation, um, with, without a doubt. And I know personally for me, uh, I was able to have a, a couple of quiet months um, earlier on in the year and uh, almost almost allowed myself to kind of rest and, and just uh, absorb and try and understand what was going on in the world. I think that was, that was okay for that period. But uh, once I started training again, uh, I find the motivation quite easy just to compete with myself and, and try and become better every day. The line that sort of grabbed me after you played on Friday night in Adelaide is that I just need to work on a little bit of execution. I mean, that's you know part of the game now. I mean, all the fundamentals are there, the skills there. We've seen it all on display and where it's taken you to world number one. Obviously, there are little things that you're chipping away at and trying to stay ahead of the pack because you know how competitive the women's playing group is in professional tennis now. Can you give us a little bit of insight into just the things that are going to be really important to your game and you staying where you are in 2021 yeah that's a challenge for me is, is trying to improve my own tennis every single time I walk out in the court and uh there without a doubt it's it's you know it's going to be a little bit rusty um starting again which which is understandable um you know I'm, I'm ready to accept that I just have to go out there and try and do the best that I can on that given day and know that every time I get an opportunity it will it will get better and better uh, and just not stress and not hit the panic button if if it's not feeling uh, great straight away. I, I know that we've done the work and uh, all, all of the stuff that we've done behind the, behind the scenes will will give me that confidence uh, regardless of whether there are wins or losses next to my name. I, I just wanted to ask you, and it's been brought to light in the last two weeks with the whole international tennis family quarantining here. I mean, the, the ideal preparation for a Grand Slam, you can answer that question better than I can. And players have been in the hard lockdown. And, you know, obviously they've got a, a sound fitness base already. They're put in a pre-season. But how much do you think it is a major blow then have to go out of that routine for a fortnight and lose your time on court or do you think the players are going to have any sort of disadvantage or do you think in your case you have a better advantage I mean you're all very conditioned athletes who have been doing this for quite some time yeah it's a challenge without a doubt and I think um, obviously there's there's been a WTA tournament organized for those that were were just in the, the hard lockdown which is a great opportunity it's, it's been pushed back a little bit so they have more time to prepare before their first match, but that's that's an even playing field. And I think um, in a week's time, when once the Australian Open starts, all players will be will be ready to go, uh, regardless of their preparation. They'll make the most of of the opportunities that they had, and without a doubt, everyone will be ready to go come round one for the Australian Open. But do you think if you were in that situation, do you think it would have majorly affected you to have to go into that situation where you're not on court every day practicing and preparing, or could you have coped with that? Do you think? Uh, I think it's I think it's kind of what attitude you go in. Uh, go in with. Um, I think you have to accept it. Obviously, the the laws and the restrictions in Australia and the the quarantine has been quite strict, and it has been the whole year, and that's been a government decision. So that's, that's something that's out of uh, your control. And I think ultimately, it's it's about how you accept it, and whoever accepts it and kind of moves on. Uh, and just tries to adapt as best they can, we'll, we'll handle it the best, I think. Did you take in a fair bit of tennis last year? Were you a big watcher, or did you just cut that out for a period, just to sort of drill in and focus in on your own life? I mean, did you watch much of the French, the US Open? Uh, no, I, I'm not a massive watcher at the best of times. Um, uh, last year, I watched probably uh, all of a set and a half of... <laughs> of tennis throughout the whole year so yeah, yeah. Uh, for me my my life certainly doesn't revolve around tennis I have a lot of interest uh, outside of tennis and um, I was able to to 
you know, um, enjoy some of those, uh, even though we were we were stuck at home and, and in different restrictions and different lockdowns during the periods of the year. Well, I think that's the thing we love about you, Ash. You've got a great sense of perspective. And you've talked about beyond this three weeks in Australia that there is no certainty as to what your calendar is going to look like, that health and family and the things back home are the most important. Yeah, absolutely. That that doesn't change uh, for me. I, I know that I'm extremely lucky and very grateful to be able to play tennis and, and be an athlete as, as a career. Uh, I know that there are very few people in the world that get to that get to do that. So I'm I'm grateful for every opportunity that I get. But um, knowing that without tennis, I'm I'm still extremely happy, uh, and I have a lot of other things that that I'm grateful for as well. But um, now that I get the opportunity to play again, I'm I'm excited and ready to go. Hey Jen Brady, is that the plan? Maybe to play a bit of doubles with her this year? I mean, you've had some great doubles partnerships and had some great success, and uh, you've had a, a great first up win. Now, what what's sort of the thinking there with Jen? Yeah, it was nice to get on court uh, with Jen and kind of kick off our our year. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to playing her, with her through through the Australian Open. And then I for for both of us, we haven't spoken much past that point. Um, but you know, Jen Jen's a great chick. I, I have a lot of respect for her and her team, uh, and we get along brilliantly, which is which is a massive part of uh, of everyone that I play with on the doubles court. But as you said, I've been very lucky to have such good partners in the past and. Uh, you know, it's you know, I try and surround myself with with good people, and uh, we enjoyed ourselves out there today. Yeah, it's just a couple more for you. I'm looking at this group in the top ten. I mean, Simona Halep, who you played, Osaka comes back and wins the US. Looked pretty good last year. Sophia Kennan, what a competitor. Svitolina and Pliskova want to try and get to where you and a couple of others have got inside the top ten and be a a Grand Slam winner. Sabalenka, who's a huge striker of the ball, we want to see Bianca Andreescu back. It feels like an eternity since she's played. Petra Gavitova, who's got a great friendship with her and Kiki Burton's as well. When I reel off those names inside the top 10 I mean what, what's the first thing that sort of comes to mind when you think of your fellow competitors at the top end? Uh, genuine quality uh, I think every every single one of those girls um, are exceptional players, exceptional competitors and, and that's why they're at the very top of our sport and I think I, I love testing myself against the world's best um, and you know hopefully I'll get another opportunity to do that soon Last one, this is not my question, someone said to me today, what beer of choice were you drinking in that <laughs> Very famous vision that we showed last year. <laughs> uh, it was uh, Balta, actually, um, a, a local brewery down down from the Gold Coast. It's uh, yeah, my favourite, and <laughs> it's it's certainly one that that I enjoyed watching the tag. Balta, it's it's a beauty. Noah Balta, he needs to get involved in that. You'd like Noah Balta. <laughs> he had a great year. What a year! for the Tigers. And yeah, he did. Fantastic. Great to, great to see you presenting the Premiership Cup. Really appreciate your time on the first serve and uh, can't wait to see you uh, in action this week in singles and then the AO. Really appreciate your time. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Brett. Appreciate it. There she is, uh, Ash Barty. You do get a, a little window and uh, she was good enough to have a chat to us uh, last night and she's been terrific uh, with her time across uh, the journey. So, Ash at world number one, it's a long list of players when you scan down the rankings that uh, sit behind the top echelon of players, we're always keeping a close watch on the ones that are rising. On the men's side, Shepovalov, Auger, Aliasin, the Canadian guns, our very own Alex Dimonor, Kasper Rude, Hugo Humbert, the Frenchman, Yannick Sinner, I've already mentioned his name. And overnight, before we head to the break, away from the spotlight here in Melbourne, Sebastian Corder continues to take another step. So he's the son of the 1998 Australian Open winner, Peter Corder. He won the Australian Open Boys Singles title in 2018, so he's 20 now. Started 2020, 242 in the world. When tennis resumed last year, he qualified for Cincinnati, took a set off the current world number 12, Denis Shapovalov, qualified for his first major at the French, where he went on to make the fourth round. Great run. Then he runs into Rafael Nadal and 
gets dismantled 1-1-2, and two, who makes even the most competent players look silly on clay. Ends 2020, winning a challenger in Germany. He's based over in Florida, so he jumps on a plane over to Las Vegas in his pre-season and spends a week in the company of Andre Agassi hitting. They went out for dinner. He's picking his brains, and then Andre says, can I bring someone you might know along? Her name's Steffi. She comes along, 30 grand slams between them, and his young Seb Corder just picking their brains. On the back of a big 2020, he's cut his ranking to 103. So he opens this year, making the final at Delray Beach, decides to uh, skip the AO qualifying, opting to continue to play the challenger circuit to keep his momentum going. Overnight, he has jumped into the top 100 for the first time with a challenger win in France to move to 88 in the world. I mean, what a family. Father, a Grand Slam tennis champion. Daughters, Nellie and Jessica, established golfers with nine LPGA Tour victories combined. And now a son may be working his way to higher places in uh, the world of professional tennis. It's uh, some good genes in the uh, quarter family. If you're thinking of buying, selling or leasing in Melbourne, get in contact with the Collings team. Call 94862000 or visit their website, collings.com.au. The best commentator in the business, Robbie Koenig, up next here on The First Serve. First Serve Tennis Sunscreen. A quality Australian-made sunscreen to protect those that love their tennis. At sunblessunscreens.com.au and GLG Green Life Group. Your open space specialists at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis. Great to be with you on a Monday night. Uh, Brett Phillips in the chair. Great to be back for 2021 talking the wonderful world of tennis. And the man I'm about to welcome in, well, he rolls with this sort of commentary material quite often. But still work to do here. Oh, how sweet it is. Oh, what a rally. Reflexes like a mongoose on amphetamines. They're from Mazza. <laughs> oh, that's one of Robbie's. I think it's Robbie's best line. No doubt about that. Thanks to Melbourne's leading synthetic grass court surface and construction specialists. Uh, great to have Ashti Tennis Courts on board with us. They're trusted by Melbourne tennis clubs and councils. Check out aste.com.au. Let's welcome in the finest tennis commentator in pro tennis around the globe where he landed after playing on the ATP Tour, Rob Koenig. Not for the first time. Welcome back to beautiful Melbourne, Rob. BP, thanks so much uh, for having me on your show. It's uh, I can't believe we're actually having tennis this year. It is fantastic. <laughs> I cannot wait for it to unfold. For a man that certainly spends a, has spent a large chunk of your life uh, going from city to city uh, around the continents, gee, it must have been a very strange 2020, Rob, just to down tools. It really was. Um, and, of course, a lot of uncertainty, Brett, and I ended up as you know, I do most of my ATP work these days for Amazon Prime in the UK. We ended up moving the family over to the UK and were based there because we were doing all of our matches out of the studio there at Stockley Park. So for four months, the UK was my home. And it's amazing how you actually miss the travel. You bitch and moan about it when you're doing too much of it. Yeah. But I found being in the same place for too long a time. It's like, get me out of here. I want to go to Rome. I want to go to Paris. <laughs> I want to go to Madrid. I want yeah. to be at Indian Wells. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is strange. Um, I'm dying to get on a plane, Robin. I need to go. And <laughs> when you've experienced a bit of tennis around the globe, you, you want a little bit more because uh, it's unbelievable to experience it outside of uh, Melbourne. But 
you come here this year and you've had to quarantine. We've got all these tournaments going on. It's a logistical, unbelievable feat from Tennis Australia to put all this on leading into the Australian Open. Um, when you start to drill down and think about 2021, um, how do you sort of work out your own idea of who's going to excel? Who, who are the names that are maybe going to unearth that we, we maybe couldn't see on paper uh, throughout 2020? How are you looking at the year ahead? Well, I think we're going to see the continued re-emergence of some young talent, Brett. I think, you know, you guys in Australia were lucky to see somebody like Andre Rublev really start to make waves early on in the season. He, he did so in Adelaide, winning the title there. I think we're going to see more and more of these guys just chipping away at the old guard. It's not going to be easy for them, but uh, the likes of Stefano Sitsipas, I'm a big fan of his. I think we're going to see him at the tail end of the of the majors on, on a more regular basis. Um, the Italians have got uh, oh. a wealth of young talent coming up now, the likes of Yannick Sinner. I think keep an eye on, on this guy yeah. for the, the audience who don't know yeah. too much about Yannick. In fact, um, you know, he was the practice partner of Rafael Nadal in quarantine. So the fact that he got the call tells you how much Nadal respects his game. So those are just a couple of names to, to keep an eye on. And at the same time, you're going to have the old guard, you know, guys like Nadal and Djokovic, trying to keep them away, add to their major haul, keep growing that number. Nadal looking to surpass Federer now and get to 21. And, of course, Djokovic in that chasing pack of those two guys, hopefully looking to surpass them and get number nine here in Oz. Robbie, you just made me think uh, when you were talking about Yannick Sinner and obviously he's coached by Riccardo Piatti and they've formed a, a great relationship. And Riccardo's coached so many fine players. He's made them better players. I mentioned it in the early part of the show. Now, we know, you know who the big-name coaches are, but is there is there a sort of standout coach out there who maybe doesn't get a lot of the limelight and much uh, kudos? I mean, you, you walk corridors, you talk to these guys, one that you rate right in the game? Probably Gilles Savara. Now, when I say Gilles Medvedev. Savara, I don't know if you know his player that springs to mind. Daniel. But for those of you who don't, yep, mm. it's Daniel Medvedev. And yep. he is a very low-key guy. In fact, Medvedev hardly travels with anyone, Gilles Savara often doubles up as his uh, strength and conditioning trainer because that's actually what area he's, he um, studied in before being more involved as a coach. He was a decent tennis player, nothing fabulous in France, but uh, coached for a while, added the strength and conditioning um, you know, scholastics to his arsenal, and I think he is an unbelievable coach. He can coach many areas of the game with considerable aplomb. He actually ended up winning coach of the year in 2000. And 20, I think it was. So he's a guy that springs to mind. Understated, you know, he, he never looks, you'll never see him look in the pot sitting in the player's box. He's often a, a, scruffy, a scruffy guy, hasn't shaved too much. Yeah. The hair's a yep. little long, he's yep. pretty short in stature. But I tell you what, you pull him aside, he is so articulate when he talks about the game and understands so many facets of it. So he's a guy that springs to mind. Fernando Vicente is another guy, speaking of Russians, who's helped Andre Rublev immensely. And I love the fact that the player gives his coach so much kudos for everything that uh, he's been able to achieve. And obviously, 2020 was a ridiculously good year yep. for Rublev, winning five titles. So those two guys uh, spring to mind off the bat. They're very likeable, uh, the Russians, aren't they? I mean, they're a bit quirky, Robbie. I mean, Medvedev comes into press and you're not quite sure where he's going to go. Rublev's got that little angle. And we think back to you know, Marit Safin and Davidenko. They're just interesting characters, a little different. A uh, little eccentric. They, uh, they're never dull. Yes. Well, that's what I loved about uh, Evgeny and Merritt. They played around the same sort of time as me. I actually grew up playing some of the smaller tournaments yep. with Merritt and uh, Kafalnikov in particular. And you're, com you're exactly right. 
Safin was the poster boy. He had the game to go with it. Kafalnikov hated practicing. He would play doubles instead of playing, um, you know, practicing. So you had that side of things. And then these guys, I love the fact that now it's Medvedev who doesn't celebrate. That's become his thing yeah. when he wins big matches or yeah. wins big tournaments. And, and very understated is Andrei Rublev. And I don't know if you've seen the documentary that uh, he's just done where he openly speaks about having a bit of depression mm. and coming through that. And that's something for, again, the folks in Australia, if they want to get to know these players, uh, excuse me, a little bit better, tap into uh, the Rublev documentary. I think that's on YouTube. Lovely link. Great story. And it's okay. so nice to hear the story behind a lot of these players. Diego Schwartzman's story is a a fantastic backstory. Yeah. Uh, those of us who were following his run to the World Tour Finals last year will find out a bit uh, more about him. How you know his parents struggled financially big time after being quite a successful family. His dad mm. business died, mm. and then he had to kind of support himself. He was traveling around the country as a 13-year-old to tournaments because he couldn't afford for his folks to go with him. So there's so many subplots behind a lot of these players that we don't know about. Yeah, I think we all had a bit of time, didn't we, Robbie, in 2020 just to watch a whole lot of sports documentaries and uh, you know, I watched the uh, the Andy Murray one uh, about the whole uh, hip surgery he went through and his efforts to uh, get back and yeah, I think the more from a tennis point of view, uh, we tend to see a lot of docos around you know, soccer clubs and soccer teams and uh, you know, we've seen obviously our Australian cricket team behind the scenes here from an Australian mm-hmm. perspective. But yeah, the more we could see behind uh, that that tennis scene and and really make people who don't follow the sport all year round understand how tough the journey is to start at the bottom and try and work your way to the top. Brett, that's an excellent point, and I want to refer to a doc- documentary. And I don't know if you've seen the F1 documentary, yep. Drive to Survive. Mm. Um, I'm a guy who doesn't watch Formula One at all. Probably haven't watched a race in 20 years. Uh, people told me to watch it, and I didn't for a long time until now when I had to quarantine here coming over. And it was so well done that after watching um, the 20, 20 episodes, 10 per season, I now, as a person watching it, am so informed about the drivers in Formula One, what their backstories are. I thought it was so well done. And kind of comparing it to tennis, I would love the tour to do something with the players' ranks, say, 20 to 100. Tell their stories, what they've been through, as you say, to get to This sport is brutal. Mm. It is so tough. It's international travel. It's expensive. Um, You know, I think the base level of play has increased so much from when I was playing 20 years ago. It's so so much tougher to make it. And I would love to see the tour follow these guys around and tell the story the way uh, the drive to survive was told about Formula One. It was so informative. I know all 20-plus drivers now, the teams, yep. the finances behind Formula One, and I was clueless before. So it shows you what something like that can do for a sport. No doubt. Yeah, more and more of that behind-the-scenes stuff we absolutely love. Uh, Robbie, uh, thank you for coming on. Little scene-setter uh, tonight. Uh, we look forward to getting you part of our AO coverage when you're not doing some TV duties over the next uh, fortnight. And and just um, chewing the fat with you right through 2021 as well because you are, uh, well, hands down, the best commentator uh, going around. Just don't tell anyone else I said that. You might, you know, don't tell Nick Lester. You might get a little jealous. <laughs> Thanks, BP. <laughs> and hopefully looking forward to doing some matches with you uh, when the big dance rolls around in a week's time. Good man. Robbie Koenig, he's in Melbourne. And, uh, well, he's got some commentary lines that will uh, just get you nice and emotional. It's always good to catch up with uh, Robbie, who uh, is here thanks to Yarra Tennis Coaching, uh, Melbourne's independent tennis coaching program. It's at a beautiful Eaglemont. 
just off the east, and Shane Scrutton's the head coach. Programs are every age, doesn't matter what standard you are, no the back end's ordinary. Contact Shane, 0414-373-586, or check out yarratennis.com.au. Back with more on the first serve. First serve tennis sunscreen. A quality Australian-made sunscreen to protect those that love their tennis. At sunblessunscreens.com.au and GLG Green Life Group, your open space specialists. Providing landscape, horticultural and environmental services throughout Australia at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis. Welcome back, uh, Brett Phillips, uh, racing through a Monday night. I need to acknowledge this on the text from Hollywood out there in Rosanna. I love the intro, Brett. Beautiful game, needs grassroots support. I've loved seeing my wife step into tennis in the last couple of years and fall in love with a great game, the kids to follow. That's what it's all about, the sport for all, uh, all shapes and sizes, whatever age. Thank you, Hollywood, for your text. In fact, uh, those are caught in a little earlier. Jack in Burley Heads, John out on the road, passionate about Yannick Sinner, and Damien as well. Give us a call back, gents. We've got some great prizes. Thanks to Yonex, Sunbless Sunscreens and uh, Athletic N as well, those magnificent uh, sneakers. We're about to have a chat to Jed Zetzer in just a moment, who's been down at uh, Melbourne Park, who's been watching all the action, uh, of course, right across uh, today, yesterday. I think about 90-odd matches to be played on Wednesday. Jed is my right-hand man here at the First Serve, looking after our website, all our socials. Plenty of articles as well. Jed, great to have you here. A big day at the tennis. VP, thank you for having me. It's great to be on. And, well, I'm still here waiting on Mark <laughs> Polman's and Harry Bouchier, the last match of the day that I'll be watching. So it's good that Harry Bouchier's got a call-up because he was a little stiff to get left out of uh, these two men's tournaments when just about every other Aussie either got in direct or via a wildcard. Yeah, absolutely. Harry and Matt Ebsen, the only two Aussies who were not given entry into these uh, tournaments happening this week. Ebsen's obviously playing doubles. Boucher isn't. So this really was uh, deserved that he got a spot into this main draw because he was the only one that was left out who, of course, quarantined after travelling to Doha. Hey, Jed, Thanasi Kokonakis. Uh, gee, I was watching before coming in. He was a set-up. He looked pretty sound. Then Alex Bolt has dug in and beaten him in three. Yeah, I was actually lucky enough to uh, watch the entire match. Uh, Tanasi came out like a house on fire. I thought he was hitting really well. But Alex Bolt, he just, you know, dug deep. He didn't miss many balls after the first set. And in all honesty, it just looked like Tanasi ran out of steam. He just completely sort of fell away towards the back end of that third set and just couldn't compete at both levels. So... That was a really surprising result, I thought. Yeah, Jed is here thanks to Paveworld. Of course, your leading paving and stone supplier. Three great locations, Campbellfield, Mordialic and Taylor's Lakes. 25 years of expert service and product knowledge at paveworld.com.au. And I mentioned off the top, last one before we wind up, Jed, Daria Gavrilova, I thought, might have had a better day against Serena. Acknowledging that Serena is the champion she is, but she is 39, not moving with the... Uh, fluency that she used to. And I, I just thought maybe Dasha could have maybe taken her chances a, a bit better today. Oh, I totally agree. To be honest, I thought Dasha didn't serve as well as she could have. Uh, she actually struggled a little bit on her first serve, but it is expected. She hasn't played a lot of tennis. I mean, it is somewhat expected, but look, Serena, she does what she needs yep. to do as per usual and gets the results. 
Uh, she does. Alexander Vukic, Chris O'Connell, Max Purcell. Uh, good wins uh, for them uh, today. They were very good. Destiny Iarva as well. She's a good talent and hopefully can have a, a better uh, 2021. Uh, thank you, Jed. Jed Zetzer, who is doing all our work behind the scenes here at the first serve. He's on the ground, putting in some big hours, as he will over the next uh, couple of weeks. So make sure you do your tennis shopping at Tennis Direct. Free delivery on orders over $150. Their website is tennisdirect.com.au. Right now, use that promo code First serve 10. We are done. Back for a big Sunday, two-hour edition prior to the AO. We'll catch you 6 o'clock Sunday night. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.